Welcome everyone, a little bit of bonus Couch Potato Diary content for you today. My name is Peter Klein, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online, social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. So, uh, you remember when I said my voice was a little off yesterday and it wasn't because I was sick or anything, it was just I went on a hike and didn't drink enough water. Uh, so, it turns out, maybe it was because I was sick a little bit. Uh, so, you boys quarantining for WrestleMania week, which, I mean, I was probably going to basically do anyway. It just means my ability to go get snacks now is limited. But... Uh, still going to have all the WrestleMania stuff for you. Admittedly, the WrestleMania contest um, sheets going to be a little bit later than I thought getting them out because this thing is slowing me down a lot more than I wanted it to. Um, but anyway, still going to be doing all the WrestleMania stuff that I wanted to, just not going to have as much fun with it, I don't think. But either way, um, last night was the go-home show for Monday Night Raw. At least that's kind of how, or for WrestleMania, sorry, from Monday Night Raw. We still have the SmackDown. I think that's being treated more as like a big event than anything. Like this was, this felt like these are the final promos. This is the final build for WrestleMania. As far as WrestleMania content goes this week, uh, we are hoping to have Rich Fan coming on. It's it's a great time to chat with all these guys, but also everyone's really busy for WrestleMania week, but we will have Girana coming up on Friday as we do the big breakdown. So if you want some helps, uh, some, some helps, geez, some help with your WrestleMania predictions for the contest, uh, we will be giving that out there. And also, if you still want in on the WrestleMania contest, you can follow me on twitch.tv slash primetimepk. On my Instagram, at primetimekline, there is a post that says contest. Just share that one, and you'll get an entry form. And also, leave a five-star written review screen uh, of this podcast and screenshot it to me, and you'll get in. So those are the ways to get in on the WrestleMania contest. Anyway, that's enough about all of that. Let's get into WrestleMania. Uh, Raw is what they were calling it. Format announced team, which was not great. Um, I, I think Jimmy Smith is fine. I think there's a couple of times where they made fun of him where I was a little bit like, hey, you guys are out there. It's three hours. You're saying a lot of words. A couple of them might be off. Maybe don't, but whatever. Um, the, the show begins with Brock Lesnar coming out. He does. Uh, he, he engages the fans in the what? stuff, which I thought was really fun. I, I thought it would have been a bit more fun to see some of that personality that we saw from the Pat McAfee show come out, where he was getting into it with the Stone Cold voice and all of that. Um, that was a really bad one, but uh, he didn't say a whole lot in this promo. He had fun with the audience. It was just, I've really enjoyed this next act in the career of Brock Lesnar, where we're seeing more of his personality, seeing a little bit more of who this guy is as an actual human being, instead of just the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. So it's been fun to see him get some of that um, personality out there. I think this is going to be a really fun match on Sunday. This is going to close the entire show. Roman should get the win in this, but I think Brock as a, a babyface certainly has a lot more legs than just coming up this Sunday. Rey Mysterio Jr. against The Miz is up next. Logan Paul comes out wearing the mask that The Miz stole from Rey Mysterio a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they were calling him Lucha Logan, which uh, it's fine. Um, this match was good. Like, it's Rey Mysterio Jr., so it's obviously going to be very good. It was... The timing of it was interesting, though. They came right back from break, and it was just like, boom, done, roll up, pin, victory. I was like, oh, wow, shit, okay. And then you get into some of the post-match stuff. Dominic came back down. He was ejected earlier in the match. They set up Logan for the 619. He gets away. Mysterio does get his mask back, and they hit the double 619 on the Miz, and then they both hit frog splashes for... Um, the, the crowd to, to get their pop. So obviously we're setting up the double 619 
line on Logan Paul coming up. I think this one's on the Saturday of WrestleMania, but that's that's obviously what we were building to. This has been fine. Like Logan Paul is very good at being hateable, and he has fit that bill to a T in this. The Miz, ditto. Ray and Dominic, like it's. This is going to come up with the Omos stuff a little bit later, and I understand with Dominic why this is. And for Rey Mysterio, the guy has been so important to professional wrestling for the last 26 years that I I have no problem with him calling in a favor, having a WrestleMania moment with his son. That doesn't bother me even a little bit. If this were, I guess, merit-based, Dominic would be in at the Performance Center, and he'd be on NXT working on... What is a rather bland performance and a, a bland presentation, I guess, for now. But it, it's still, it's cool. It's cool to see Dominic with Rey Mysterio. Like, it's just, it's neat. Um, up next, we get a promo. Veer is coming to Monday Night Raw next week. I, I said this on the Fresh Take Network. It was funny. They said, coming to Raw April 4th. And one of the comments was, hey, no one said what year it's going to be. Because this has been the build that never ends. It'll be almost 190 days from when he was drafted to when he will debut on Monday Night Raw. We go from that to a very well-produced video of Seth Rollins' WrestleMania issue. If you are unfamiliar, Rollins has been trying to earn his way to WrestleMania and has um, so far been unsuccessful in this event. So he gets a meeting with Vince McMahon. Um, We get a video of him rolling into it. I, I think Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think this Seth freaking Rollins character is one of the worst characters in the world. And I like I understand there's a bit of like trying to be kind of like the Joker with the cackling and the whatever. The maniacal laugh in 2022 takes me out of it. Austin Theory did a little bit later on in the night. At least he said a joke about himself before or about whatever situation beforehand. He's like, I'm going to take the best selfie in WrestleMania history. (laughs) Still, no one talks like that. No one does it, but excusable. Seth Rollins, just like, oh, Vince, we'll see you now. (laughs) Like, it's just the worst. It takes me completely out of every situation. And I understand, like, he's trying to be a bad guy. And so me being like, oh, fuck that laugh is kind of what he is going for. And I've always kind of cringed when people say, oh, it's go away heat. Because sometimes heat is heat. And I think sometimes people translate go away heat as, well, I hate this guy, but I don't want to say that it's just in a pro wrestling contest because that would mean that I, I've i been worked by this thing that I know is, is a work and I, I couldn't possibly have fallen for this. So I'm just going to say it's go away heat so I can cover my tracks. And even if I want to pretend I'm even smarter, I'll say it's X-Pac heat and... We'll go from there, but I I do kind of get like the, ugh, just get this guy off my TV vibe when Seth Rollins comes out, but then he has matches, and they're awesome. Up next, we got Omos against the Viking Raiders. It's a count-out victory for Omos. This is rough. Speaking of dudes who need to be on NXT, I don't get, like, this has been a wasted year. With Omos and with Commander Aziz, all of this has been a waste because we are now at the point where, like, this year-long build of, okay, it's AJ and Omos. We're, we are getting Omos, this character, ready so that at this point, this year, he's going to be a, not a star, but he's going to be ready to, to go out on his own. Clearly, he's not. Like, this is this is a performer that needs to be on NXT. The other one that's depressing When we think about underutilized talents on the main roster, the Viking Raiders don't come up enough. That's how underutilized they are. They are so underutilized, we don't even think of them as underutilized because they are buried underneath the underutilized. That works. It checks out. Makes sense. 
This was legitimately one of the best tag teams in the world at one point. And you look at some of the stuff they had in Ring of Honor and then coming to NXT. And it's like, they have the perfect everything for the main roster. I don't get what Vince and everyone else doesn't see in these guys. I I think these guys with the, like, they had the thing with the Street Profits during the pandemic. And it was the weird, like, um, skills challenge thing. Like the uh, Matt Hardy MVP thing that they did a few years ago. I guess it was over a decade ago now, geez. But, like, they they had that skills competition, whatever. Like, that's, as soon as Vince sees you as a goofy thing, it's just, it's over. And, like, do I kind of roll my eyes sometimes at a Viking character thing? Maybe, but, like, one of the dudes in this group legitimately had a Viking wedding. Like, that this is kind of an area that they base a lot of their personality around. There's something to this instead of just, we're going to make him a joke character or a squash match for a giant dude. But the big part of this, um, none of the focus on this was supposed to be about the Viking Raiders, but that was just a, oh, these guys. After the match, Omos asks if anyone wants Omos for WrestleMania and Bobby Lashley comes out. The two exchange glances. Bobby Lashley tries to do the Triple H Undertaker glance up at the thing for the WrestleMania sign. Omos is like, hey, screw you. I'm going to push you into the corner. Bobby Lashley comes out with a shoulder tackle. Omos falls down and then rolls to the outside. Thus, the first time we've seen Omos knocked off of his feet, building up this WrestleMania confrontation. After a break, we have Reggie and Dana in the back. Um, Reggie, this was weird. Both in this segment, so Reggie proposes, Dana says yes, and then Tamina attacks, tries to pin Dana for the 24-7 championship, Reggie breaks up the cover and they slip away, Tozawa comes out, he proposes to Tamina, she says yes, the ring doesn't fit, we all have a good laugh about it. Oh, and and the segment ends with R-Truth spying on them with binoculars saying, I have a great idea, or something along those lines. No one actually said, will you marry me, in either of these. And I wonder, like, is this a TV thing where they don't want it to get too real? Was, like, one of the characters involved not comfortable with, like, actually saying, will you marry me? Because they both stopped them short of saying, will you marry me? Reggie, like, just got down on a knee, presented a ring, and Dana said, yes, I will before anything could be said, unless I missed something. And then same thing, like Tazawa, Tamina uh, presents the ring, Tamina picks him up, looks like he's going to smack him, and then put put it on my finger. Like, it just, it, it was a weird thing. Either way, like, this was kind of the majority of this show, where this was a rather inoffensive segment, but nothing got you super amped for WrestleMania. There was a couple of things in here where I was like, shit, yeah. But aside from that, there wasn't a whole lot. Um, Up next is a Roman Reigns promo saying that the only thing he hasn't done is beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and he says, because of that, it is personal for him. This was, I thought, the second best promo on the show, and I thought just a good way of driving home that, that this is... That this is the big feud and why Roman Reigns is so hell-bent on winning this when he's done everything. We then get a recap of the situation with Carmella and Zelina setting up a eight-woman tag match for the coveted momentum leading into WrestleMania. This match was what it was. I'm The thing that frustrates me is that you see some of the talent involved in this, like Rhea Ripley... I think is very good. Liv Morgan, I think, could get there. Sasha Banks, obviously, is there. Naomi, ditto. Shayna Baszler, phenomenal character, and I I think, like, when done correctly, can get there. Natalia has been around for forever. I've talked before about how criminally underrated I think Zelina Vega is. Carmella exists. Like, all of them, there's at least a lot of value, it feels like, in these performers, and this is just a, eh, 
we'll throw this match out there. Like, that's just what it feels like. And this is, again, a bigger point that I have about this WrestleMania build just in general. All of this, everything has felt surface level. Like, everything that was established on Monday all felt like week one of a WrestleMania build, you know? Like, and I get the Omos Bobby Lashley one technically literally is week one. Rey Mysterio, I guess there was a grabbing of the mask thing, so that was the escalation. But it's all, everything with WWE has been, well, this is why we have to feud. And there's no progression beyond that. It's just we say the same shit for four weeks and we have an amazing match. And that's kind of what this has been. It's Zelina and Carmella. Do they get along? Don't they get along? Each week we're adding new participants. Carmella gets distracted. Oh, look at this. Carmella gets distracted again. Hey, look at that. Carmella got distracted again. There's no advancement with any of this stuff. Uh, We then get a a Stone Cold video package airing. And then Kevin Owens comes out, cuts a promo on Stone Cold. This was the best promo on the show. God damn, Kevin Owens was on fire fire on this one and I think that what's going to happen is they're going to have some kind of an exchange on the KO show on the Saturday Kevin Owens made it a point of saying this was going to be the main event on the Saturday so I don't know if this is actually going to close things out on Wrestlemania Saturday or what the deal is going to be but my prediction is that these two get into some type of an altercation on the KO show and that leads to a match on Wrestlemania Sunday That that is my prediction for this anyway up next we got austin theory taking on ricochet and austin theory wins why did this have to be ricochet the intercontinental champion who has a championship match coming up on friday that's been advertised which is super rare for wwe this could have been quite literally anyone else instead like i get austin theory getting a win here i have no problem with that but why did you have to beat him you have an entire roster of people that Austin Theory could have won with and taken a, a selfie with after. Like, I just, that stuff has always frustrated me about the use of the titles and it will continue to frustrate me because they're going to continue to do it. Uh, up next, Bianca calls out Becky. The This ends with quite a bit of heat with um, the crowd thinking that Becky was going to cut Bianca's hair and then Bianca turning the tides and cutting some of Becky's hair. But during the promo, the crowd was concerningly quiet. And this is something I want to talk about with Rich Fan and with G a little bit later on this week. We are now, with this feud, trying to get Bianca back to the point that we had her a year ago. Coming off of what I thought was the moment of the year, or one of the moments of the year, Bianca winning at WrestleMania. Um, I like that, that, that was a star-making night. And then... It, SummerSlam was a star dimming night. And since then, it just hasn't felt like the people have been able to get into Bianca that same way. It's like, we had this great moment and you kind of took it away from us and we just can't get back into it. And like, I'm I'm still invested. I think this is going to be a great match, but I'm not where I think I should be with this feud going in. Up next, Drew and Happy Corbin, along with Riddick Moss in a handicap match. Drew McIntyre won. Uh, So we're getting, it's clear we're getting SmackDown and Raw involvement on here. Edge cuts a really good dark promo on AJ Styles, and I thought that was, oh, this match is going to be excellent. I can't wait for this one on on Sunday or Saturday, whichever one it is. I know I've been pretty negative on this show. There's just, like, this is my favorite time of year, and there are still WrestleMania builds that stick with me to this day, and none of these are going to be that. But uh, Edge came the closest, and Edge talking about like why why this match needed to happen and why he needed AJ Styles to get to this next level in his career. And then AJ cut a pretty good promo as well. Bruce in the main event, tag team title uh, holders from both Raw and SmackDown face each other, and this may shock you, we don't get a finish. Now, I will say, 
we, I mean, we had the count out in the other one, but that was basically them doing like a knockout thing with the Viking Raiders. Um, overall, like we actually got a lot of finishes on this show. This one though, you kind of knew wasn't one of them. The raw tag team title combatants come out after and attack RK bro. Uh, there are RKOs hit, there are flips done and that ends up closing the show. Overall, like again, it sounds like I was really down on it. This was a fine show. It's just, it's it's all the problems with WWE, right? Like it's a three hour show that didn't need to be a three hour show. And to make it a three hour show, we had to beat our Intercontinental Champion for no good goddamn reason. And we just, we had stories that didn't go anywhere. And I don't want to say it's lazy because I know that these people work hard because they're there all the time, but it feels lazy because like I said, there's no progression. There's no going forward that there's no anything like all of the, all, if you would have told me this was the raw from six weeks ago and we are starting the builds to WrestleMania, most of it, I would have got, I, I would have believed, like I said, aside from Niz having a mask of Rey Mysterio's, all of this kind of felt like week one to me. And the, the problem is we've just stayed there the whole way. And so that's, that that's my biggest frustration with this, but overall, like it, it was a fine. As far as episodes of Raw have been in the past, this was a th this was a fine one. So there is your bonus content, some uh, a Raw recap. We don't do these often on here, but this is the one of the biggest Raws of the year. We'll probably do one next week as well. Uh, oh, we might not do one for next week as well. We'll see what we do with um with the the post Mania edition of Monday Night Raw. If something big happens, maybe we'll do something with that. But uh, either way, thank you guys all so much for downloading. Please. Remember to rate, re review, subscribe wherever possible. When you do rate and review right now, if you screenshot it and send it to me, I'll give you an entry form to get into our WrestleMania contest. So do that. Uh, shout out to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions for being the studio sponsor for the show. And we'll be back coming up on the episode tomorrow. Really fun conversation with Richard Grisham, the chief marketing officer for Out of the Park Developments. It is one of my favorite video games to play, uh, is the out of, park, uh, out of the Park games, and I loved getting into the weeds with him. So a bit of a video game conversation with some sports in there as well. Obviously, it's a baseball game. Uh, so check that one out. Hoping to have an MMA conversation on there as well. So a lot to get to this week. Thank you guys all for tuning in, and I'll talk to y'all later. I'm out.